I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Uh, we got a lot of content ready for you. It's been an exciting weekend in Rockland, D.C., I must honestly say. Uh, between what happened this past weekend on Saturday um, with the president po- um, putting down a bomb, um, was saying that the former president, President Barack Obama, ha- did wiretaps um, into his campaign. And now between Trump care or Ryan care or whomever care you want to call it, uh, this is all happening in the same week, so it is a lot of stuff that is going down in Washington, D.C. Um, I was up at Capitol Hill just today, in fact, and you can tell that people are um, busy, to say the least, and we're going to cover all that for you. Um, so, again, thanks for tuning in to the show, whether you're on our Mixer app right now, or you're on um, SoundCloud, or on iTunes, or if you're catching us on our Facebook live stream by following me. Um, just want to tell you again, thank you for tuning in as always. So let's get started with this show. Um, we'll start off as always with what our awesome president, uh, has put out on Twitter. And if you have not heard, and let me first say off, but if you don't have Twitter, uh, I use Twitter really solely for the show, um, to put out content. I don't really use it on a personal level. Um, but I have our president's Twitter feed on literally my favorites. So anytime that this president tweets, anytime he puts down anything on Twitter, it automatically comes to my phone because it's just the most entertaining thing that I've ever seen before in my life. Um, so Saturday morning, um, around 6 o'clock in the morning, normally the average person is sleep on a Saturday, but our president is up, busy, and at it. But he tweets out a damning um, statement, to say the least. Uh, we're going to read. He posted five tweets. Um, we're going to read them and uh, just let it absorb for a minute first. So the first tweet says, uh, Terrible, just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just for the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism. 
Second tweet. Just out, the same Russian ambassador that met Jeff Sessions visited Obama White House 22 times and four times last year alone. Next tweet. Is it illegal for the sitting president to be wiretapping a race for president prior to an election? Turned down by Cole earlier, earlier, a new low. Fourth tweet. I bet a good lawyer could make a good case out of the fact that President Obama was tapping my phones in October just prior to election. Fifth tweet. How low has President Obama gone to tap my phones during a very secret election process? This is Nixon slash Watergate. Bad or sick guy. Out and then the next tweet, 30 minutes later, was a tweet hitting out at um, Arnold Schwarzenegger for apparently having bad ratings and Celebrity Apprentice and quitting the show. So you can see, you know, the two very good things on our president's mind since o'clock in the morning on a Saturday is A, uh, the former president committing a highly legal act, and then 30 minutes later, it is about whether Arnold Schwarzenegger is holding enough ratings and the Celebrity Apprentice. You know, these are important things that matter in our country. So, there is a, a slew of different views that you can hold from this. You can attack this, first off, if it's true or not. Um, from every indication, this seems to be just made up, out of thin air. Um, when people ask in the White House about it, they really are not giving a good answer to it. Um, they really don't have a good answer to it. They People are asking, well, where's the evidence? Um, there is none being presented. Uh, and please understand that the president... He is the information. He is the gate holder of what is classified and what is not. He literally can pick up his phone and call whomever he wishes, whether it's the NSA, whether it's the FBI, whether it's the CIA, whomever, and say, is this true or did this happen? And he will know. Uh, that does not seem to be the case going on right now. Um, they're seemingly kicking it to Congress and saying that, well, we want you to investigate it not understanding the implication of what the president just said. There was no if about it. There was no suggestion about it. There was no maybe this happened. There was stating as if it is fact, stating as if it is true. In fact, in his fourth tweet, he said, I bet a good lawyer could make a good case out of the fact that President Obama was tapping my phones. So the evidence seemingly you would think is already there. Um, not needing to be found or be searched for by Congress. Um, when people ask Sean Spicer um, about, you know, where's your evidence, um, he said that the White House has evidence, um, but we're waiting on Congress to find the evidence because these are the power, these are the separation of powers. Um, so you have all this damning evidence that the president, former president of the United States have done a scandal that is bigger than Nixon, but you're not going to tell anybody because you want Congress to find out about it first. That is baffling to me, to say the least. Um, to be honest, in my viewpoint, I think that it was a diversion tactic. Uh, I think that the president, had he, he thought he had a good week. He did a fairly well-received um, presidential address to Congress. He thought that everything was going smoothly. He wanted to bask in the glow. And then, boom, you got just such in Russia. Um, reports are saying that he literally blew up on his staff because he thought that it was about to go on an uptick as far as his um, perception with the country. And then when I were going right back to Russia, he literally disinvited Steve Bannon and Rice Priebus, um from going to Mar-a-Lago with him because um, of his anger. And this tweet or these tweets seem to be a reactionary um, thing 
to all this bad news that he wanted to change the conversation um, from Russia to President Obama. Um, so that's been my view. If not, I don't think there's anything serious about it. I don't think he, even the White House believes it. And uh, actually, I don't even think President um, Trump even believes it. Because, again, after you release such a damning statement like this, how is it that 30 minutes later you're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and ratings? The, the two don't match up. So that's in my view. Um, but politically, there are only three options left of with this story. Um, either you have that, A, um, President Obama did this illegally um, without the court approval, um, without FBI involvement, without NSA involvement. He just did this on his own. And this is one of the biggest political scandals in modern history. Again, there's no evidence of that. Um, then you have a second option. You have that President Obama um, did not order this wiretap. Um, however, there was a wiretap done. The FBI or the NSA had a wiretap into the, the Trump administration with a FISA warrant. Um, that is not damning to the Obama administration. That is more damning to the Trump administration because that would mean that a federal judge had to see that there was enough evidence with what the FBI presented or what the Department of Justice presented to grant a warrant to wiretap, not just a civilian, not just a U.S. civilian. That's not, this is not just surveilling me or you. This is surveilling the Republican nominee, one of the people, one of the two people who are going to be future presidents of the United States. So I'm fully, I, I, I'm fully confident, I would like to be confident, that this, that this judge who is granting this warrant knows the severity of this. So if he or she still granted that warrant, there must be there must be some pretty damning evidence that was presented. Now, this Congress has said, Lindsey Graham has said uh, that he's willing to subpoena, and they are going to investigate this to see if this warrant exists, to see if there is any credibility to what the president tweeted out on Saturday morning. So that is the second option. Or we have a third option, which is more than likely that none of this is true, none of this happened, and this is just made up to be a diversion tactic. That is the third possibility. Possibility where I'm at. I, like I said, I think that it was a diversionary tactic to hijack the media conversation, to give a shiny object in front of the media, to make them deviate from the Russian scandal, to make them deviate from all this bad press that Trump, President Trump is getting, and uh, to chase this uh, rare herring uh, just to survive a news cycle. Now, of course, you have, again, on the political side, you have all these people who are on both sides of the aisle, um, in the intelligence community and in um, in the political cycle, who are saying that the president probably understands the severity of what he just said. Um, and people, and, and it's, it's kind of amusing, in my view, to see how some Trump supporters, particularly Republicans in the, in the House and Senate, are literally almost bending backwards to try to defend um, what he said, or not as we call it, a outright lie. You had a Republican um, ranking Republican leader in the intelligence community, uh, intelligence um, committee, say that you know sometimes you guys just take the president literally when he's not being literal. I, I would love for somebody to, and I hope that this this senator uh, could come out and show us where in these tweets do you not take the president literally? Where is he metaphorically accusing? are figuratively accusing President Obama of tapping his phones. Um, and 
having a scandal that is bigger than Nixon and Watergate? How is that figuratively or uh, metaphorically done? So that's the confusion on my part. But that was the stuff that happened. Uh, and still, you know, still going on. Um, but the bigger political story, and the political story that I would like to focus uh, more attention to, because again, this is just a red herring that I hope does not get too much press conference press coverage, uh, is the new health care bill that has finally been put out. That you had uh, literal literal uh, senators moving, going over to the House side to demand to see the bill because it was such on a wrapping key. Um, this is Trump health care. This is Ryan care. Um, this is the Republican care uh, plan to replace, repeal and replace um, Obamacare or the Affordable Health Care Act. And we ask, how are people viewing this? How are doctors and nurses and, and people on the right, people even on the left, you know what the left's going to say. They're going to hate it either way. But how, are, how is everybody receiving um, this new bill? Uh but looking at a tally of it, pretty much everybody who looks at it, besides Paul Ryan, besides Donald Trump, uh, don't like it. Uh, some people hate it, and this is coming from the right, so it's kind of it's kind of surprising. Um, but it seems that you have conservatives who are on a, on, on more right than Paul Ryan, more right than Donald Trump. They are part of the Tea Party movement. <clears throat> They're saying that. They can't vote for this thing because it's not going right enough. You're not fully replacing Obamacare. Um, basically, this is Obamacare light. Um, then you have those that are moderate Republicans who are saying that this bill is going too far. You are repealing Obamacare, but you're not providing a way that everybody who's on Obamacare can be still covered by this new bill. Um, then you have doctors and nurses, ARP. Uh, came out, you have a slew of different healthcare organizations who are also speaking out against this bill. So it seems that literally everybody um, hates the bill that's being put forth. Um, you can tell, you can tell how these politicians are really are starting to turn, turn in tune to that because of the fact that they passed uh, some of these bills or uh, pushed some of these bills through literally, literally at 4 o'clock in the morning, today. So, the bill first came out two days ago. Uh, and now, they're trying to jam it in and jam it through two days later at 4 o'clock in the morning. While anybody really, really understanding it, and the people who do understand it, are saying that this bill is not worth the piece of paper that it's written on. Um, but yet, it's still being jammed through. Um, to put it in perspective, to give you some numbers, um, these are numbers that ran from the AARP, which is an organization that is uh, kind of a lobbying group, a representative group of seniors that are over 50. You see their commercials pretty much every day or every hour on the hour if you watch CNN or any um, newscasts. So their numbers put out was that uh, for a 55-year-old <clears throat> making uh, $25,000 a year, their premiums could go up to $3,600. Currently, someone on that plan um, – and making that much money in that age group, we'll be making $1,700 a year in premiums. So those premiums are literally going to double under the Republican plan. Um, for a 64-year-old, it's going to be even more expensive. 
where if someone, a 64-year-old is making $25,000 a year, their premiums could go up to $7,000 a year, according to the APA um, analysis. Currently, somebody making that uh, in that age group, um, in that uh, in that economic status, uh, is spending around seventeen hundred dollars a year in premiums. So, again, that's moving from seventeen hundred dollars to seven thousand dollars a year. You tell me if people are going to receive that. You tell me if people are going to love the fact that their premiums are going up that much. People cannot afford that, so that's why people are. Uh, going into all these town halls, that's why people are yelling at their congressmen. That's why people are jamming up these phone lines and emailing all the uh, emailing the Congress, telling them that hey, the, the plan that you got, the plan that you're presenting to us, is not going to fly because it is not covering people. And I love that there was a there was a Republican um, contributor from the Daily Beast, um, a Daily Caller, excuse me, and he even said that. This plan is it, 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 not gonna it's not gonna pass. In fact, he doubts that any Republican pa- plan is gonna pass because Republicans cannot agree on health care, um, and that the one thing that Obamacare did do is that it drove the conversation to government has a role in health care. Government should at least provide a net so that people can get coverage because health care is so expensive, so high. So they could there is no way that a the Republican Party can move the conversation back to the free markets because it, it, it just simply does not work here. Um, so that's where people are struggling at because there's no way that you can get rid of I me. Mean, I, I don't want to get too bogged down in weeds, but there's no way that you can get rid of the individual mandate while at the same time saying that you can keep, uh, you can keep the, the law that allows preconditioned conditions that you can keep, um, Children under 26 being enrolled on their on their health care uh, that you can keep all this keep your doctor. There's no way that you can keep that that pool in um, because now the way the the plan is structured is that a if you're healthy you're just gonna dump off the health care plan altogether. I'm 25. I work out five days a week. I get sick maybe once a year. So why should I get health care? Why do I need health care? Why do I need to pay that out each month? I don't need health care. I can just wait until I get sick then get it. So Young people are gonna leave the marketplace because there's no penalty for not having health care anymore. There's no penalty for not having health insurance anymore. So that is gonna leave a pool for sick people. What happens with that is that health care premiums, health care costs are gonna skyrocket because everybody who's on health care is sick. There's no healthy people in health care anymore. So what that happens is that as health care premiums go up, people start losing coverage, and that's why you get these figures that now come from ARP. Which is coming from all these organizations that are have done analysis on this healthcare plan that are saying that up to 10 million people can lose coverage because you can't have both. They're literally trying to do two things that are mutually exclusive, um, and that's where Republicans have found themselves now. Is that they have to come up with a plan that does everything they promised, but get rid of everything that was used to accomplish those promises, um, and they find out that that cannot happen. Um, Hopefully, the Republicans and Paul Ryan will listen to some of their Republican counterparts, will listen to the Senate, because Republican senators, I think there are at least four already in the last two days who have said that this thing, again, this Republicans are saying this, this thing is dead on arrival to the Senate. So if there are no amendments, there's no, no markups, there's no really significant changes, then the Senate is going to vote it down. 
So it's going to be going back to the starting board again. But this time it's going to be a humongous loss because now the political ramifications for that, that Donald Trump is not a good set. President Trump is not as good as Selma that he is. Uh, Speaker Ryan cannot push through. Um, and cannot, cannot accomplish any of his goals. And so Republicans are going to take a, a loss for this. So that's why there are some Republicans in the Senate or even in the House that are saying, let's slow this down. Uh, don't jam this thing through. Don't repeal Obamacare without having a replacement um, at least ready to go that the party can unify with. And there's no plan in place for that right now. They are pushing through with the repeal part because they they are steadfastly um, committed to fulfilling their promise to the American people. And I want you, I want to play this uh, soundbite. It is actually from Fox News, uh, Tucker Carlson, which is, again, just shocking. Um, but even he called some of the bluffs on Speaker Ryan about what this health care plan actually is and actually does. The overview here is that the, all the wealth, basically, in the last 10 years has stuck to the top end. That's one of the reasons we've had all this political turmoil, as you know. And so it's kind of a hard sell to say, yeah, as you know. And so it's kind of a hard sell to say, yeah, we're going to repeal Obamacare, but we're going to send more money to the people who have already gotten the richest over the last 10 years. I mean, that's what this does, no? I'm not a leftist, it's just that's true. I, I, I'm not that concerned about it being the least. There you go. So when he presented, again, from Fox News, when Fox News tells you about something like this, because understand that if a liberal said that, that would be classic class warfare. But this is Tucker Carlson basically reading through the, the in between the lines of this bill that you are repealing Obamacare. And at the same time, you are giving a massive amount of tax cuts and tax breaks to healthcare corporations and also to the wealthy. That's not none of this is going to help the lower end or the middle class person who is on health care. And what are you going to do about that? This wealth has already translated to the top over the last 10 years. And he's shown that. That's what Bernie Sanders has been saying. That's what a lot of liberals or progressives have been saying. That all this wealth that this country has immensed over the last 10 years has gone straight up to the top. And none of it has been to the middle class or to the lower class. This bill compounds on that. So how is it that it's going to fix anything in the future or fix anything with health care? And so you hear Paul Ryan's response, and then I'm not too worried about that. I was like to show you the video because he literally he is literally shrugging his shoulders. I'm not too worried about that. You're not too worried about the fact that people are concerned about their health care being lost. Or the fact that this bill is seemingly just a huge tax cut for the rich. You're not too concerned. If there are more town halls, if there are more um Q and A's about health care, I can guarantee you that CNN, MSNBC, or NBC, and Fox are going to be covering how these Republicans are getting hammered at these town halls because they are not giving a good answer. When you're presented with a flat-out question like that, you would, you would think that you have a more tangible defense. But just shrugging your shoulders and saying that you're not that concerned about it is not a good answer. Not a hell, a hell of a good solution either, to be honest. Um, but this is where we are. And so Obamacare had its problems, of course. Um, nobody's saying that Obamacare is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But to repeal Obamacare, to take 20, 20 million people off Obamacare, um, to have premiums, which is true, they did go up on Obamacare, but they would have went up higher if Obamacare was not there. Um, you have to have something in place. You cannot say that we're going to repeal this now, but then we're worried about replacing it in the future. We'll replace it in, uh, at a later date. you got to have a hot swap if you're saying this. You got to drop it. You want to drop Affordable Health Care Act. You got to have something in place immediately so these people can keep that coverage. If you do not, 
have that in place. You do not have even a good plan where everybody who was on the plan is still on their plan. It failed. It just, that's just being honest. That's just the, the, the political honest viewpoint, which I'm pretty sure Paul Ryan knows, and I'm pretty sure President Trump knows, is that you have to make, be able to cover everybody. Otherwise, your plan is a fail. It's a drop. That's why you get all these pushback from Republican governors. That's why you get all these pushback from Republican senators and Republican congressmen and Republican congressmen women that are saying that this bill is not sufficient. This bill is not good enough. Until that happens, then this bill needs to stop. Hopefully, it does not make it to the floor in the House because then it gets a whole new breath if it passed the House and then that put pressure on the Senate. Hopefully, there's a Republican somewhere. Uh, and I give credit to some that are speaking out. They're just saying that this bill does not do. Does not do. We're going to vote no. And for the, again, for the credit of some Republicans, they have said that they're going to vote no automatically on this bill, especially on the Senate side. But this cannot be jammed in. This cannot be under the cloak of where we're just fulfilling our promise that we kept to the American people, that we're going to repeal. You said repeal and replace. So uh, let's hope that your replacement plan is just as good as the thing that you just repealed. Because if it's not then that just puts you in hot water. And again, that's why I think that honestly that Paul Ryan is trying to push this through because A, the, the President Trump's approval rating is sinking. Uh, according to Gallup poll, he is back at, as of today, he's at 41% approval, 53% disapproval. So again, his numbers are continuing to tank. They have not been over 45% since his presidency. Um, 2018 is vastly approaching. They know this, so they're trying to push it in. They're trying to push it through before 2018 because if they wait and then this becomes an election issue, then this is what the Democrats are going to hold on to. Both for us if you want to stop this horrible plan from becoming a law. And the Republicans know this. Speaker Ryan knows this. Again, Donald Trump knows this as well. So that's why they're trying to jam it in now so that they can go and get out of the way and then focus on other issues, such as tax reform, such as infrastructure, all these other things. But healthcare has to be one of the first things they get on because that's what he campaigned on. So, are they going to be able to accomplish this? Um, from the looks of it, currently, with this, per this current plan, the answer is a resounding no. Um, Democrats are not even going to touch this thing. They're just going to let it fester and let it be on the Republican side. So that whatever passes, if anything does pass, this is going to be Trump care all the way. Democrats had nothing to do with it. Republicans are not going to sign on to this because, uh, unless they're pretty confident that this thing is actually going to be a good plan because they know that once they make this a law, it is their health care system. It is no longer Obamacare. It is no longer just Affordable Health Care Act. They can't say that Obama made this health care system not work. It's going to be this is your plan. This is what you implement. Um, I'm put into law and it sucks. So you may lose your job. I.e., look at the town halls and some reaction that Republicans got trying to defend uh, this health care plan. So that's what a certain that's where the political discussion is right now. And again, I'll talk about all of this. You have the fact that again, you have the former pre the president accusing the former president of wiretapping his phones. You have that the Senate. Um, Intelligence agencies, along with the House Intelligence Committee, are starting the Russia investigations. You have the fact that uh, Jeff Sessions had to recuse himself from any um, investigation to have to deal with the Trump campaign because he misspoke 
and there was a hell of a lot of air quotations around that um, about if he ever met with um, anybody related to the Russian government. Now, he does not recall. The same thing with Mike Flynn. Apparently, everybody just has amnesia or something. Maybe they need to get some health care because nobody can remember what they said or if they met anybody from Russia. So, I guess it's just something that's in the air, in the Russian air, that just makes you have short-term memory loss. Um, and on top of that, you also have the evidence that even President Trump himself is reported to have met with a Russian ambassador. Uh, so, to say it lightly, there is a lot of stuff that is going down in Congress right now. There's a lot of stuff that's going down in the White House right now. Um, with, again, the, the struggle that this president is having with... Um, trying to boost up his numbers because he seems like he's having a real hard time doing that. Um, again, he start, he he seems to have a good day again with the speech, and then when the news cycle doesn't come to his liking, um, he goes back to the old Donald Trump and goes on rambles and rants without any kind of factual evidence, um, with facts saying the contrary to what he's saying, um, with. No kind of evidence to back up anything that he states. This has come a regular thing. Um, almost on a literal daily statement, the president will be saying something that is either a half-truth or a blatant lie. Um, and it's come breathtakingly to the point that it's, it's, it's hard to watch it. Um, because, again, this is our president. Um, this is the most powerful man in the country. Hell, even in the world. And... He seems to be not able to even tell the truth about some basic concepts. Um, and that is that is just disappointing and alarming as an American. So um, we're going to keep covering this uh, next week if we give you more progress about the health care bill. Because, again, this is the most pressing issue that is affecting the American people. This is where people are really going to be focused on because this is affecting their lives. Um, the Trump scandals. The Russia investigation, um, all of that, that has a huge political ramification, but that does not directly impact your life, such as the degree of healthcare. So that's what we will be covering and focusing more on, as well as some of the tax plans um, that get put out. Uh, Congress has said that they're going to push to that next. So <clears throat> we're planning to cover that as those details come down. Um, what I really would recommend that you do, though, if you're listening on airwaves right now, is that Understand where you sit on this healthcare bill. It affects you. Um, if you are even on your parents' healthcare bill, I'm on my parents' healthcare bill right now. Um, but next year, I'm going to have to get off and get my own healthcare. So this matters to me. Uh, this will matter to you, even if you get your your healthcare insurance through your employer, through your parents, on your own, through Medicaid, um, through Medicare, whatever system that you use, it will be affected by this bill. So this is not just a wait and see kind of thing. Uh, unless you are comfortable with paying thousands upon thousands of more dollars a year in health care, um, which if you are, let me be on your plan so you can pay my bills. But if you are not, which I think a vast majority of Americans are not, then you need to be proactive in seeing what is the um, ideas that is being put forth in Congress about how to handle our health care system. Um, and if they are committed to repealing Obamacare, then what are they going to enact it with? What are they going to uh, replace it with?
because right now they're the plan again. This is not just Democrats saying it's our, our left wing liberals, hippies that are saying this. This is people on the right saying this. There are people in the middle saying this. You have doctors saying this. You have nurses saying this. You have ARP saying this. You have a slew of different organizations that have nothing to do with Democrat or Republican, with right, with right or with left, but just with healthcare, who are saying that this plan does not work. Uh, so, again, pass to the details. Call your congressman. Call your congresswoman. Call your senator. Let them know your opinion about this healthcare bill because the more heat that you put on them, and again, this is not just rhetoric. You even had uh, Governor Kasich of Ohio say this as well, that the, the, he, he's feeling that the political discussion is shifting due to some of the outrage that has been expressed throughout the country. So it is working. You just have to, we just have to keep at it and let these people know that we are not just going to sit by and let a health care plan that everyone seems to agree that they don't like become enacted and become our law. So we'll be covering that much more uh, next week. Hopefully you will tune to the show. Uh, we have more content coming for you as well um, as far as some of the other things that are going down across our country that we will be covering. Uh, we'll hopefully we'll have more discussions with uh, some outgoing guests <coughs> or incoming guests, brother, excuse me, uh, who want to be a part of the show and share their dialogue and share their opinion with you. And hopefully we can provide a platform for that so we have much more content as it develops. So make sure that you check us out on um, SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Mixer app, or, of course, on my Facebook. You can follow me, Rick Grotter, on Facebook. We go live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. And you can hear all our commentary and engage in this conversation. You can engage with us live on Facebook or live on Mixer, whichever one you fit. Um, we would love to hear your opinion. So until next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixer.com or on Facebook, make sure you check us out. Be blessed. Hope to see you soon. And power to the people.